everybody. Welcome to Losing Your Mind with Chris Cosentino. I'm your host, Chris Cosentino. We are here to talk about people that inspire. And all my guests are inspiring in so many different ways. And I'm really looking forward to digging deep into how they got to where they are, to the top of their game, how hard they've worked, how much they've given up, and how they're giving back. So without further ado, here's our next guest. Hey, everybody. So I am super stoked. I have Pizza Maestro Chris Bianco here with us today. And Chris, thank you. I mean, I know you got an hour before you're going to open the doors today. Yeah, I'm, you know, my glamorous life. That's what I have. <laughs> That's what they give me and they prop me up and uh, ready to go. Ready to go. <laughs> but I'm always, always an honor to, to sit with you, brother, for sure. Thank you. I, Especially I really... unedited, unedited. This is raw footage. Right? <laughs> Which can sometimes be awesome and sometimes be really dangerous. Well, here we go to danger. Living danger. Yeah. Me and my water. That. So, you know, Chris, a lot of people have been, one, they've seen your series, right? That the, the whole chef's table and people are going, let's be frank, they're going ape shit, right? You've, you're now in L, you're in LA, I'm assuming right now, correct? Is that a good, yeah. correct? Yeah. And you, when you opened in Arizona, like it was a revelation. People traveled to Arizona just for your pie. And I mean, it's, look, we all knew, everybody talked about it. It was this very quiet secret that was going on for a while. And then it just, boom, right? What prompted you to start doing this? Like, I mean, I know people have seen the show. I know you've talked about it there. But I think the thing that's really is is really interesting is how the puzzle pieces all fit together and i think a lot of people don't don't understand how that works yeah you know i think it's it's part you know um good um it's it's part i mean i'd be lying you know if if i didn't know part of it was just you know dumb luck you know being in the right place at the right time but i think one thing that i have learned for myself was I need things that are easy to read, you know, essentially, you know, um, whatever that means, relationships that um, I want to, you know, I know what I have and those people know what they have, whether it's a friend or a colleague or, or, or my wife or my kids, like understanding what we have is I think, you know, something when I was younger, um, it didn't seem that important. I could, I could just wing it more and just kind of go in blindly and, and the older I got, I want to know what I had, you know? And I think, you know, when I left New York, I just wanted to be anywhere, you know, that I that felt like home. And, and, you know, there was something I think about just the deprivation of, uh, you know, the desert itself, the seeming deprivation of it in, in this, this way to introduce something to that deprivation. And most of it was already there. You know, we just had to, you know, illuminate it, I guess, or just put it in a place almost like a ghost town, like like maybe like in my mind, almost like Marfa, Texas, where, you know, so you could have something pop up and and all you did was, you know, uh, yeah, just kind of put put a light on what was there. And then maybe maybe that plus you took your limited skill set that you had from wherever, the, you know, wherever you're from and you adapted it to that, you know, um, uh, community in a way like you, you studied it to see like I know what I'm capable of or I think I'm capable of n knowing what I can do 
what does this community need and how do I, you know, address that need? So it's just not, you know, um, I'm making, uh, you know, something that's, you know, uh, so elite and not elitist or elite or elitist or, and not elite or whatever, but I just want to make something that was, was fucking good and of good source from good people. And then the other stuff, knowing that it's all subjective anyway, it doesn't matter. You know, you know, if someone says I suck, I'm not going to waste any time telling that I, that I don't. I mean, that's how they see what I do, I, you know, whatever, but hopefully, you know, we try to work hard to, to take the things that are not subjective, you know, to me anyway, is, is uh, if, if is, there's good water and good wheat and, and good intention, um, you know, uh, what we do with it becomes the arguable point, but what's it made of, you know, just like somebody try hard, they fail, but everything else, you know, there's nothing else we can, you know, question except did we like that record or did we like that, you know, uh, so separating, I think, personal opinions from factual, that place sucks. And then you think, well, well, it's a, you know, it's, it's a seafood place and it looks fish and now you're saying it sucks instead of like, you know, does it give me what I need, what I'm looking for? Like, you know, does it, you know, do I put the song I want to hear or do I fucking shake my fist at the song is playing or do I change the music? Um, does that make any sense, young Chris? I don't know, man. but, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so somehow, somehow when I ended up in the desert, it just started maybe in some kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, Jim Morrison, uh, uh, you know, head spin in the desert or something that I just saw there was a way in, which was taking something from where I was from and being in a relationship with the community around me to the best of my ability. And and I think that is still in a nutshell, wherever I am, it's what I try to do is not, instead of bringing something in, just know there's an ebb and flow to it. There's a, you know, there's no master and servant. It's just, you know, entity and entity finding out the strength or, and weakness and or need and opportunity of the other and doing the best we can to work symbiotically uh, than, than try to, you know, trying to invite somebody in or become a siren instead of a fucking, you know, uh, a tow truck and drag them, you know? Yeah, and, you didn't want to be square peg round hole. I mean, you, you, yeah. you, you know, you, what's really interesting is what you, you know, you were able to take your skill set and your understanding, but find things that were so integral to that community, the the beautiful produce and and the grains that people had no clue were even there. Most of the yeah. most of the public has no clue they were even there, right? I think I think that's the cool thing, which was you know I mean I did a project in London with Jamie and and, and I was just talking about like, some people were from London and I always wax poetic about my time there it was so amazing because like going there and doing a project it was. I didn't want to use what was here. I didn't want to bring my tomatoes or pistachios. I wanted to get into Essex and use, you know, like cold pressed rapeseed oil or down to, you know, down to, you know, let's use Malvin salt instead of one from Kalimas or let's use, you know, let's see if we can find tomatoes in the olive white instead of bringing some Marzano's. Let's use something funky from Neil's yard instead of mozzarella. And, you know, and all of a sudden you, you're, you're taking what people have environmentally along with maybe the limited skill set that you have. And then now there's, now you, now you're in a relationship. You're not like landing and, you know, I'm going to teach you a new fucking language and things you've never seen before. And you're amazed by this wizardry. It's more about, Hey man, that makes sense. Oh, shin of beef, raised in Guinness, you know, with uh, 
with uh, Colton Bass and Stilton. That makes sense to me. You know, that flavor profiles with culinary integrity that are not sitting on top of pizza or 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 or, or whatever the word is I hate topping, but they become integral, you know, to its foundation. And I think those are just things that I try to look at in my life, like, you know, like like words like toppings. Like I want to build, I want everything to have a great foundation. And we need the roof to keep us dry or sheltered and and you know, and the roof needs, you know, all the other kind of cliches, needs the walls and um, and the other architectural marbles to hold it up. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, like experiences like that were more about, well, fuck what I have, what do you have? And let's see what we can make. Oh, I can't make this because we don't have that, you know, we don't have truffles or we don't have, you know, caviar today or we don't have opulence. You know, I love all those things, great, but but what do we have? Oh, we have fat back, you know, we got whatever. We, you know, we got, uh, uh, you know, a pound of pasta and, and uh, broken dreams, you can make something happen. So, so I think, you know, um, there was an old coach used to be from uh, in Phoenix. I tell the story a lot. You might everybody, but uh, his name is Compton Simmons, and he was a great old school coach. And and when he was evaluating players, like he used to tell me, um, you know, he used to fight with the scouts because they always tell him about what they what they couldn't do. Well, they're good, but they can't do this. They can't do this. He goes, just tell me what they can do. I'll figure out, you know, what you know where to put them. And I think. Those are the things I think with, with cooking your ingredients, just tell me what they can do. You know, they, they're not going to be everything unctuous and fatty and, and whatever, and, and, you know, but they might be something that is appropriate when in symphony um, with other things to be, you know, uh, you know, greater than parts, you know? And uh, I think that's the whole thing. I mean, it's the rolling stone of it now. It's like, can we continue to take that same philosophy to whether it's a city like Los Angeles or a different neighborhood Phoenix or wherever, and take what they have with a similar philosophy and kind of lasso um, some of those shiny, you know, uh, important bits of, of, of agriculture or, or maybe technique or, or, or uh, um, whatever and, and, and introduce it in a velvet hammer kind of way that, um, that people dig, you know, which, because to be as healy, feely, and chefy as I want to be, if, it, if, if people don't dig it, it doesn't really matter. You know, I mean, it's got to, you know, good things, um, you know, things can taste good easier than being good, you know, which you know very well. I mean, you know, I mean, I remember the story you told me how many, you know, rough nights you might have tasting um, pirate charcuterie around the world in your travels. But, um, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, consider the source, you know, of, of, of you know, that fermentation and where that pig came from and the casing or whatever the time spent or the murkiness of the of the basement or um so yeah I think there's just a lot of alchemy that that is um they're worth the mercy of you know basically yeah I mean for me what's always been really wonderful and I think is that that big hug that feeling of welcome and, and I use the term conviviality because it's just that feeling that you get when you walk in the rooms, you know, you have this knack for taking, taking things and don't fuck them up. You treat them the way they should be. And I think we've, we've, there's so much about cooking now that's so about getting away from that and manipulating it so much and making it something that it's not. And, and that is always, and then that's why you and I, Get along so well is because we both feel the same way about it it's like not just that i just want to show you like we're both wearing the same without prompting 
yellow t-shirts on and this little jacket. Oh, this is crazy. There you go. This is kind of a behind the scenes. It's it, but them. it's always it's always been so lovely to me. Like that just simple elegance. Buy well, treat it right. People well, I mean, I think that's I think that's for us personally always to look at like some people might say, and this is up to them, but what what am I gonna do with this? How can I make it amazing? More than like you have something that's amazing, go, how can I not fuck this up? You know? Less and is think, more too, right? That whole you know? less is more. Well, I would say this, yes, except it might already be too much or it might still not be enough. So I think it's it's to take that, you know, it's always a Jenga, you know, it's always the pulling things away, you know, it's always finding that tipping point, I think, of less is more and less is not enough. And then we gotta fucking bump it up. You know, and I think like it's always there's always an ebb and flow of like my language can be somewhat colorful for my kids or inappropriate. You know, this cool groovy pan might be inappropriate for this, you know, to really roll this pasta or beat the sauce into it, whatever. But it might be perfect for whatever the fuck else you're doing, you know? So I think that appropriation, you know, and finding out what people need and just what you were talking about earlier, you know, you know, just the way we make each other feel is the whole game for me, which isn't a game. It's incredibly serious. Like if I send you fucking emojis every day, um, healy feely ones, but I make you feel like shit, that's gonna win out. I mean, that's gonna be the imprint and it's confusing. You know, sometimes in a world that, that, that can make us feel like shit, but you know, send us to, you know, like our post of the fucking, you know, turkey stuffing or whatever. You know I mean? It's just, it's a confusing, it can be confusing if we let that rule our life instead of, you know, maybe just taking account of it doing the best we can and will not always, you know, succeed for sure. I've been humbled uh, many times in this planet. Um, so many more to go, but uh, I think it's, it, it, I know I need to be disarmed to receive, you know, and, and you know, like to, to, to get the antidote or something, you know, you have to be willing to receive it, willing to take it, you know, for your kid, you never got a shot before, you know, but you went to that old family doctor and he gave you the cool comic book and they rub your arm and, you know, and all of a sudden everything's groovy. But, you know, if you go into this fucking dungeon and, you know, uh, uh, the Grim Reapers, you know, got this, hyper, you know, this bicycle pump to pump this thing that's going to save you, but you can't receive it, you know? So I think those are the things that, that I think about is like, you might have the answer, you might be right, you know? But that's unfortunately or fortunately only a part of an, an equation. It's did we convey it in a way, whether it's through a plate or articulating our points. Like, you know, like I like just say it's a four course meal and people are tweeting, you know, mid course. This, this, it's, it's okay, but I wish it had more boom. And then as soon as they fucking sent it out to their little, their followers, you punch them in the face with everything that they needed and then some unctuous, fat, mouthy, you know, so. Like, so when in that wabi-sabiness of life, you know, what is the beautiful part of it? You know, without that, you know, without that fasting of it, even if it's course to course, you know, maybe that's what we needed in that way. It's just a fucking minute, you know, to receive. So um, does that make sense, Chris? Help me now. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's all about delivery, right? It's all about how it's, it's delivered. About delivery, yeah. And I think, you know, not that many domino, people so. so for folks who don't know what wabi-sabi is, which to me is, is something I've lived by, it's perfectly imperfect. Yeah. It's a magic, magic term that I think, it's similar to Jolie Lay, right? Ugly, beautiful. Mine's a little more like wabi-slabi, you know, a little more on the slobby side. 
the Masabi, but I think like in still lifes, you know, like is it is it are you personally gonna be moved by a bowl of peaches or a bowl of pits? You know, like they're both of worth. Like, what is the arc of the whatever covenant that you're gonna that'll become your personal master? I guess in essence, you know. I mean, I, you say that, and I think of two separate things, right? I think of having like the most perfect peach with a dollop of cream. And then I think of making ice cream out of the peach pits, making the Nino, right? Amen. I mean, what, I mean, like, so I think it's, I think now you can take that same metaphorically and look at our community being, you know, old now uh, or older or even uh, uh, almost a grown up. You know, um, I tell you one thing that I did of many things I did wrong in my life is I try to talk to many old people as I go back in the day. Like, and I, I tell a lot of the same stories. I only have so many, but one is like advice, like talk to as many fucking old people as you can. Like these people think we have nothing to do, like they could never relate to our lives. And, and you know, ironically, they've loved, they've lost. They've, people, they've, you know, you know, they've been through world wars. They've been afraid to be drafted. They've fucking had the longest hair you've ever seen. They dropped more acid than fucking whatever, you know. And now they're, you know, now they're, you know, just chilling on a park bench, you know, just playing chess in the park and maybe to grab five minutes with them with we could you know i burned 10 fingers maybe you burned six next generation number four and we can make some progress and, and i think like even conversations like this it's like i don't i have the questions i don't have necessarily the answers but i'm hoping the future will like i you know like i said if you know guys like us raise the bar at all it'll be so others can dance on that bar and and be in a in a sturdy platform and they can reach heights that we couldn't imagine just like you know, 30 years ago or whatever, oh, we'll be doing this thing where I'll be talking to Chris on this little TV screen in the back of the store and you'll be like, fuck, that's insane. So to, to, to have, you know, the conversations that we might have in the future from technology, I think can be all denied just being a fucking asshole, you know? Um, so I think if we go back to some basics of, 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 you know, to get better answers, we need better questions. Um, and then we need to allow ourselves to be vulnerable enough to, to, to answer them, not pretend we know fucking shit that we don't know. And um, I think that's like understanding history before you try to create the future. Amen. There we go. And, you know, there was always, you know, it, it, that sharing of knowledge ultimately, and you and I have talked about this hundreds of times, mm -hmm. right? Chef is ultimately we're teachers. Yeah. We have to teach the next generation. Yeah. And, you know, I was watching this TED talk not too long ago. It's actually been a while ago, but I watched it again because it was so for me, it was, you know, just really an eye-opening thought process. And it was Rodney Mullen, you know, the, the one of the best skateboarders ever, right? Developed the ollie and, and the kickflip. And I mean, the tricks can go on and on. But he meant, made a really good point. He said, you know, the, what's the point of creating something new? If you bury it in a book that sits on the shelves and nobody ever reads it and it just connects dust. Instead, share what you've created and let the next generation take it to the next level and develop it more yeah. and push it. And you can totally look now and see what skateboarding has become because of what Rodney taught and passed on. And it just kept growing and growing and growing. And it's, I know that's for some people, they're like, oh yeah, great, whatever, skateboarding, it's silly. But I think- Oh man, I think it's spot on. I mean, it's I think very it's similar to our industry, the determination to be better at what we do every day. Yeah, I mean, I mean, any, I think everything is that part of it, you know, whether it's, you know, electric cars, or truck, whatever the fuck it is, 
I think, you know, we, you know, we need, we need young people to find inspiration. We need them to be acceptable of the old people in the community. We need to, to, you know, they just, we just need, I don't know. I mean, uh, a kinder, gentler planet maybe, and, you know, just talk to each other once in a while like this, and, you know, tell people we're really afraid of or what we hope and what we dream and, you know, what we dream will never happen or whatever the fuck it is. And then we can talk about together are there answers and together can we help get to those places and how many of us are those things important to and then not that you have a revolution but i think that maybe if we all we all can find our place in the world where we can you know coexist and, and maximize whatever limited potential that we might have or, or or tons of it or whatever the raindropper uh uh you know puts upon us but um yeah i mean every day i just um I, i'm 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 at peace that um, I know that um, I think it's basically it's setting an intention, you know, to, to be something, you know, um, not the best or not things like that. Just to, you know, to do justice to the things that are important to us and, and hopefully that will be reflective and people can find our own place. You know, history will find our place, you know, you know, whatever, whatever impact we did or didn't make. You know, I never, uh, you know, spent one penny on telling anybody who I was. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I say this all the time too, but I can tell you I want to be, but only you can tell me who I am. And that doesn't mean that we'll let the world dictate us, but you know, uh, you know, how many fucking uh, uh, maniacal dictators just think they're misunderstood, you know, and nobody gets them. And, you know, it's really for the best. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I guess, how your community feels about you or your friends or your family, um, you know, might make an impact if we, if we, if people knew how we made each other feel, you know, and, and, and I think providing forms that, you know, it, it, I'm never above reproach, you know, uh, somebody calls me, got a question, had a bad experience. I know that I'll do my best to rectify it, to, to take it head on, to, to find the accountability in it, find the, you know, the humility in it. Um, and the humanity in it to like find out what what can make it better. Like I, I want to talk about solutions. I can identify the problem. We can both do it really quickly. But if our agenda is to have, you know, um, bad things not happen again and more good things, let's get to the let's get to the solutions. And it doesn't have to be a, a, a you know, a, a, you know, some type of uh, a French tragedy uh, where the you know, the car slams into the tree and the screen flames to black and we wonder what happened to the you know, to the main character, you know, uh, you know, but, you know, we can, we can have something that's really clear and almost Disney-like in its tale of like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, the, there was some fucked up shit. The parents didn't come back from the boat, but now they found an island. They all lived happily ever after. And we got a Disney movie, you know? <laughs> I want to, I want to talk to you about under, like you've worked so hard for the texture or the mouthfeel on your doughs. I think it's a really, really, you know, dough is, it's a living organism. So many mm -hmm. people want to emulate other people's dough styles. How long did it take you? Are you consistently happy with it or are you still fucking with it every day? I'm never happy with it, to be honest with you. I'm never happy with it. I mean, luckily, I mean, I've got my brother, you know, when I started with me, you know, well, he's been my brother my whole life, but when I, 
I, um, <laughs> that's the comment of the day. My brother, when he started with me, <laughs> uh, when he started working with me, my older brother, Marco was a great baker. He's a way better baker than me. I taught him to bake, but now, uh, the student is definitely, um, uh, you know, uh, a, a really super, uh, I'm not a very technical baker I'm, uh, or maybe a technical human being where I, if somebody tells me something, if it doesn't make absolute sense, like this is what you never do, I'm, I might at least try it and see how bad I fuck it up. You know, like, so like earlier in my career, like, you know, pushing temperatures and things or time or making things with ice water or, you know, pre-ferments or whatever it was to see if I could do something that made no sense and could we make some sense of it? And then how far we had to pull it back. And my brother was more like with his thermometer, everything, you know, you know, you know, flower temperature, grain temperature, water, you know, uh, mixed time, precise. And maybe just to be like in siblings can be one, you can have one, you know, uh, you know, contradiction. I guess sometimes I'm not contradiction, which the other thing I say all the time, we don't need any more of me, but we need way more of you. And in my team, I have, you know, my head chef Marco here in, in LA, Marco Angeles, um, my brother Marco, our team, I have, a, you know, luckily I have a, I have a great, um, um, kind of cross section of, you know, like when you're in France or in Italy, and you know, you know, you're some country bakers, and you're like, oh yeah, how long is the bulk ferment? He's like, I don't know when two packs of the guitons are done. I know <laughs> that I come down and I start the fire, and when my shorts are dirty, I, you know, whatever the fuck, you know. And I think there's something to that, and I think there's something like it's like sports in a way. Like I love the analytical approach. I love analytics and, and numbers, and I'm intrigued by them but i'm also i think you know i think it still has to be i think the best examples of that are people that are willing there's a little bit of both you know not that analytics lie or that the, or that the, the eye test would lie but i think each, both of them can can be you know you can fraction that light in a way to, to not be whole like um you know it, Someone can, you you know, you can underestimate somebody. You can overestimate somebody. That's why I want to see like, oh, they look awesome. But you look, they, they've been late a hundred times a year, whatever. There's an imperfection to that. So it's like, I want to see some math and I want to, I still want to meet somebody face to face and find out like why they're, then you find out, oh, they were late every day because they were like, you know, you got their mom had cancer and they took care of them for a year. And all of a sudden, you know, it's like, you know, when, when, you know, I, I went, I think I told you just before, probably more than once, but my life changed when I went from what the fuck to help me understand, you know, because you're early in my career when, you know, you, you start out, you're like, okay, man, we got to bust this out by three o'clock. And then it's, it's not done. You're like, what the fuck? I'd say, and then you find out like, you know, your, your staff was in an accident or, or the, the, whatever, you know, there was a tragedy or, 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 you know, something that was, you know, uh, explanatory. That all we had to do is dive into it. Like, hey guys, before I, you know, flip the table over in in, in confusion, like help me understand what happened because I know it must have been something or whatever. So I think having that approach has helped me find the answers more than the frustration, and then have to be either apologetic or or maybe cause an unknown um, fracture or damage that I wasn't aware of because nobody said anything about my outburst. And I'm not an outburst person. It's just like I don't. I just don't find it, I don't find that I was, I mean, I can take it. I mean, I took a lot of it early in my career from different people, 
but I think you become those things or you you find a new you find a new road and and um and uh yeah man so still working I'm still working progress on on that you don't want to be you need, you need to be able to make your point and you like I think people see you know, when they do something wrong they you know it's finding the way that you know it's just like this it's like here's a decent example but it's like you know the the new server they were they were a buster they worked their ass off they just went through a little wine training they're good they're bringing a bottle to the table they they wanted to show they could carry x amount of glasses boom they dropped three of them and head down and they're going back and scurry it up and sweep it up and and like you know two things can happen you know I can pull them aside and go what the fuck are you doing slow the fuck down or we can wait for post service and say hey man I know how hard you're working you got nothing to prove I, we can't break those glasses because they're 20 bucks a glass. So if you can help, help get two, just get some help. I, you don't got to prove to me you're working hard. But you got to prove to me that we're going to together, we're going to work smarter. And, and I think, so coming from that angle, we still gave him the, it's not like, oh, don't worry about it. And like, oh, fucking cool. Then it's like, there's no accountability. I think it's given accountability or an understanding of its value, but also finding an empathy for either their maybe just incompetence or inexperience or whatever the fuck. And uh, we put him in that position anyway. So there we go. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's true. I think you're really, you're spot on as more we, it's a lot of, I would say self-reflection when it comes to that, because I mean, we've all made mistakes in the moment we can recognize couple, we've been couple. there. We've been in those shoes. We've been, we've gone down on the station We've dropped stuff on the floor. We've been the guy who slipped and dropped a five-gallon bucket of, of sauce. I mean, we've all yeah. done it. I mean, and so, but sometimes in the in the in the two a.m. slop cleanup as you you know as you're hosing your the mats off, um in the in the alley, um, you know you realize it couldn't went another way. You're you're still done with that part of it, and so now we're dealing with the, with the rebuilding, whether it's our own confidence. Or, or making it better. So whatever the, the drama was, let's just let's just concentrate on again. What's the solution? We understand the the the, the challenge or the the infraction or whatever. But now we just talk about making it better, you know. And I think you know, I, right now we we live in a world that just wants to fucking and deserves better. And uh, um, I'm I'm trying to figure out um, ways, even uh, you know. Uh, by the teaspoon that we can that we can help you know provide that you know but you know but a, a world full of teaspoons of, of, of good intention I think will change can change to make a lot of a good impact and though that's my spoonful of, spoon of sugar lets the medicine yeah go. man my uh, Julie Andrews or whatever type <laughs> of uh, channel right there it's true I think, I, I think it's really true you know I, I think there is something where I, I want to be like my dad my mom too, man. They're both like whatever positivity that I have from them. I mean, that I that I have that I possess um, is from them. I mean, they're they were incredibly um, not only positive people, but 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 challenged me. They weren't going to be afraid if I said uh, whatever it was. I mean, whether when I dropped out of school or whether I had other issues in my life, they were like, "Cool, man. What are you going to do?" It was like, "Oh my God, we can." They'd be like, "Okay, cool." You're gonna have to get, you know, you're gonna have to go to work, or you're gonna have to do this, or what are gonna be? The, here are the repercussions for your decision, and you're like, holy fuck! I thought you were gonna scream at me and be like, no, this, we're gonna talk about it. And I fucked up your decision, so in a way that, in a way that you know, be, become palpable or become, 
you know? Um, so I think, you know, and I tell my kids now, I'm like, you know, and hey, don't get it twisted. I was like nine a week ago. I know how this shit works. Like, I know the, I'm, you know, being the former manipulator, the artist for me known as manipulation. Um, <laughs> uh, I know how this goes down. So we can, we can, we can make up some progress if we just get to it, you know? And, um, you know, and then I think being examples of what we want, whether it's the way I treat their mother, whether it's the way I treat people around them. You know, we grow up in a world sometimes where people can be singularly nice to us, but everybody around them is berated or whatever. That's confusing as well. So I, I'm more of like how we treat other people. Like I was, I said this a lot of times, but when I met my wife, um, the coolest thing was, or the thing I loved the most was how much everybody loved her. And, and, um, she, I would say she treated me okay, but it wasn't like it was. It was no finale, no fucking big deal. You know, she couldn't care less, which I kind of, which I kind of appreciated. I um, mean, the way of like, you know, um, we should all have to prove each other, you know, to each other uh, that we're worthy of more than just you know a, a cordial um, time spent or just mutual, you know, civility. And, and I think that. Um, it is about how we treat each other. It is about how we treat others. And of course, how, you know, uh, I mean, my wife is the greatest to me, don't get it twisted, but, but I mean, it, it, it's difficult to love people that fucking hate everybody else, you know, and it's confusing. <laughs> it is, so, I, I um, mean, and that's, you know, and exactly what you're saying, thinking about kids seeing that and one person being treated nice and everybody around them being treated differently is, is, it, it has an effect. And it's the same thing in the restaurant. If one cook is being treated better than all the others, it's it's a downward spiral. I mean, and I think, you know, I would say, like, I try to go back, you know, having a couple of shakes of my own DNA and those those uh, little first people there. Um, I try to look at what I need. And fuck, I didn't really need it. I didn't need a T-shirt if they went away. I didn't really need them. But I realized, not being able to articulate it then, but I needed to witness love more than be love, I guess, in a way, you know? Like, I needed to see acts of kindness or, like, my mom, you know, hugged my dad when he came home more than, like, the kids get the big piece of chicken and, you know, my fucking dad's eating rich crackers, you know? Like, there needs to be, like, a hierarchy of love that we want to ascend to, we want to get to. I think, oh, everybody's equal and everyone gets it. Like, I think we all are, and that's all, but, but I think there is a, there's 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 an example to be made and you know um if there is an opportunity if we're lucky enough to have both parents and they like each other whatever the fuck i think you know making a beeline for each other um and and and, and having kids want to get in there instead of like like think about that aunt you know your aunt who's super sweet you know with the lipstick and she grabs your face and like and you know and it's, and it's nice but um but you didn't know what to make of it, I guess. You didn't know what to do with it. And I think that, um, but I guess in the hindsight, that's, that was a way of, of them, uh, uh, you know, giving the love that they could. But, but I think, yeah, the bears are in the learning blueberries by watching the, uh, the big bears find the fucking blueberries. You know, it's not, it ain't rocket science, I don't think. I think we're making it. Um, other than we can speak, you know. Apples <laughs> don't fall far from the tree, right? Yeah, I mean, come on, man. I mean, we're a chimpanzee or two away from, from uh, I don't know what. <laughs> from swinging from a vine. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> we eat well, at least. <laughs> we eat well. We know how to yeah. use our thumbs a little better. That's right. That's right. We made, we've made, we've made, we've made, 
101, 101 plantain recipes. There you go. Stories <laughs> from the jungle. As, when you were a kid, though, were you were you cooking with your parents? Was that part of your thing? Never with my parents. With my mom, I, I mean, my dad never. My dad, oddly enough, would have never eaten a meal without my mother feeding him. He was an artist. He was insane in his own way, beautiful way. But he loved. He could, if you put him firm, he could find a joy in it. But if he didn't eat for four days, I could see him doing that if he could somehow sustain. Unless my mother put food in front of him and he would eat it and say, wow, this is really good. But he only liked very specific things, like a simplest bowl of spaghetti pomodoro. He had a few things that he liked and not much. Roasted potatoes, um, not much really. I mean, it was, so, but my mom who ate everything and was an incredible cook. And, you know, she, you know, when we moved up to, to Westchester from the city, my mom worked in the city. So she worked, you know, took the training, commuted. <clears throat> So the cooking part became like, you know, my little, the little kind of uh, crayon, you know, put the water on at five, four o'clock, you know, you know, put this together and, you know, and then all we have to do is drop, you know, the, the spaghetti in the water and, you know, uh, learn to make a quick sauce. I might have been reading a Sunday gravy or, or whatever, you know, selling the box of, um, you know, raviolis from, uh, um, you know, one of the, one of the delis or from Martha Avenue. Um, you know, with just some butter and parmigiano or, um, yeah. So I think I became, the, my link in the chain was more of, a, um, that I had a role in it. And I think from that kind of siren of, wow, this is pretty good. And like, and not that you made all of it, but you felt you were part of, you didn't fuck it up, you know, you didn't <laughs> drop it. Maybe that would only be all you could bring to the fucking table, literally. But I think it became something to be acknowledged. And I think that being someone you know, uh, um, there was, you know, I think incredibly insecure as a, as a human being growing up, um, having anything that, that uh, welcomed me to any situation was comforting, I think, you know, and it might have just been a nod that this is pretty good, or thank you, for whatever, you know, and I think later on, as I tried to get away from cooking in my later teens, and, you know, and then it was just, you know, then it was just a job until I grow up and, and, you know, I, I never grew up, but I found something within that um, to find my own place and it, not to be a thing. It, it helped me do a thing. And now we're in a thing together, we're in a relationship together, like with somebody, uh, you know, in a little pizzeria in Austin, New York, uh, when I was 13, gave me a little job after school that, that, that gave me a sense of, of, you give me 85 cents, I'll give you a slice. You give me, you know, 35 cents, you get a Coke. No re free free falls back in the day, but but uh, you know um, there was something that like there was a there was a, um, something that helped me figure things out later on, which was technique was important, um, being not being an asshole was important, and now how we can we reverse engineer this slightly without anybody really talking about it, just first saying wow this is really good, and then if they did give a shit about it. They would cook. Wow, this is even better than I imagined because you know, um, you know, you're using single variety extra resolve from from Puglia, or using you know regenerative grains, or you're using uh, uh, you know these cheeses or or whatever, you know. So I think those things are um, still important for me to push, I guess, in a way for myself. You know, like I don't waste any time being right or waste too much time being wrong. 
I just want to be, I want that to, I want it to be able to, um, to adjust to the changes, whether it's environmentally or, or in the kitchen um, uh, from staffing or, 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 or levels of talent that got better or maybe declined or, you know, we got, there's always an ebb and flow to it. There's like, this is the way we do it in the world better. You know, it's like, hey man, this is the way, and, you know, and like I said, you know, we've talked about the pandemic before, um, but I think if anything good came out of it, it was, it probably was only that, which was, we found other things that mattered um, more than um, bottom lines. And um, and we found that, you know, when forced to change, we can change. And now we have to find out, it's like, it's like we're in a world that puts everything on the front lawn. And now we're trying to figure out what to bring back in the house in a way, you know? And yeah. I, I think that's the best, best analogy right there of the pandemic. Wow. It's time to fumigate, put everything outside. Yeah. Did you want to bring it back? Was Do it just I hanging want to around? bring that in or was it just in the way? Yeah, it was just in a way. And I think in our industry, you know, like, fuck, man, this whole thing about, oh, yeah, the restaurant has come back. Well, huge parts of it, I hope not. You know, I mean, I mean, it's it's it's, you know, the fragility of our business and the reason we, you know, we buckled so hard was from lack of will. I mean, we're standing in, in a hurricane um, opening, closing this can't can will, you know, uh, everything costs twice as much with not enough people to do it. But um, what was really right about all of it? And, and we're finding out there was aspects of it that were that, you know, when we go back and we go to a, a classic, you know, uh, Laurie's or Prime Rib, whatever, we go to some classic restaurant, it's nostalgic and it brings us something, whether it's, you know, uh, coming home from uh, eighth grade graduation and we went to that place, though we decided like comfort, comfort comes from discomfort. Comfort is dictated by discomfort. You know, so what brought us comfort? It wasn't opulence, it was deprivation, you know? So now in these, you know, in a part of our earthly visit here of deprivation, whether it was on, you know, um, daily freedoms or our own, you know, um, you know, just the way we lived our life until, until you know, three years ago. Um, what of those ways are, are things that we would change if we could? And I think there's a lot of opportunity or some opportunity, I should say, to do that because, you know, you know I'm going to be here and like, okay, we're going to go. And then you, you look at 20 yards down, you're by yourself, you and three, smoke, <laughs> uh, you know. That, um, so I think it's, yeah, I think we have to have messages that are, 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 are impactful, but, re, you know, but realistic and reasonable and kind of gateway drugs, the good kind um, to get to find wellness, you know? And I think that's really, you know, it goes back to, remember the menu started ballooning, right? It was like, more is better. Yeah. No, it was never better. We just, it was just, everybody just kept adding on and making more. And I, I was guilty of it. Everybody was guilty of it at that yeah, point. But, it's, but that's like thinking we can be everything for everyone. Like exactly. I love it so much. You know, I, like, you know, it's our kids, man, our kids, like us. Our parents got us to a place to receive, and then we're like, "Fuck, dude, I'm I'm out in the world. I'm learning. I'm doing whatever. It's in, it's 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 teaching us for better or worse. Our job as parents, or or what I see it is is preparing the next generation for the the onslaught of humanity, and they'll be able to kind of discern the roads to take. I'm not going to be there pulling the fucking strings like, you know, 
some you know a demigod of whatever I'm just gonna be like hey man there's gonna be forks in the road this is the reason why you might want to take that fork hopefully I'm gonna give you the the tools to make those decisions because just the way that things work as well even you know our own genetics that our kids aren't gonna fucking listen to us at a certain point in our life but we're gonna listen to our parents so we've got to almost accept that is you know and that's difficult is a failure on our part by talking to other parents or people or whatever, like, oh yeah, oh you, oh, you got the finger too, like whatever, you know, I mean, kind of thing. It's, it's tough, you know. My graduated, but I think those are the those are the things, you know. And I think I, I enjoy. I'm not saying I talk to a lot of people that I don't, you know, agree with a lot of things, but I'm open to talk to anybody about things because I want to find something that we have a commonality about, something that we have. And it might just be the love for our family. And I think if you start there, there's an opportunity to find empathy, you know, you know, through their loss or whatever, you know, fucking made them so miserable or whatever. And, and I think that, you know, finding, I think holistic approaches to as many situations as we can will help that totality of, our, of the place we're on our world. So there we go. <laughs> well, you know, you said something that's really important, right? Discomfort makes us want comfort, right? Perfect example. Does chicken soup ever really make you healthier? No, it just makes you feel good in that moment. It's that comfort. Yeah, right? I mean, it, it sets you up for like, you know, you saw, you know, the, the your mom, you know, when she made that chicken soup, she donned that bandana, you know, kind of weathered bandana uh, uh, apron that she got from the World's Fair. And With the little frills you know, on it, right? Thing. Yeah you know the soup was coming and you're going to get the big spoon with the Superman S on the end of it. And everything was, nothing was going to stop you. But and it, and I think, you know, I'm big on the placebo of anything. Like I'm huge on finding that placebo of what do we need to um, activate our immunities, you know, for, for, you know, um, and there's a lot of those things are, are like, you know, finding the, the strength or the power or the resource through just like very basic acts of kindness or, you know, um, you know, I've been lucky enough to eat a lot of mother's houses, different mothers. And, you know, um, I don't compare mother's cooking. You know, I, I think, you know, find one that- That's dangerous. You know, like like somebody's making butter noodles and, and hot roast or whatever, and that's their favorite dish and they make it. Like also you find this joy in it. You just have to submit to it, you know? And, and the circumstance and the people and their generosity. And there's something of that. It's not a blind tasting, you know? It's like, it has, it has a, you know, it's something you used to get this all the time, I know, but like sometimes people think, oh, chefs are so difficult to cook for. It's like, no, not really. Nope. You, gotta, you know, got some green fish and toast or whatever, we'll be happy. You know, some butter, you got good butter. Awesome. You know, that's the, I think, opportunity was just to find, you know, um, you know, like for us, like hot food, hot, cold food, cold, you know, if crispy should be not soggy, you know, there's just, just little basic, like, you know, if it's a bowl of Wheaties, at what point is the apex do you submerge the spoon? <laughs> like right at, because my grandfather, Aldo, he was a New York City fireman, but he used to eat a bowl of Wheaties with heavy cream every day in the same fucking bowl. And uh, to the day he died in the late 80s, but, and he would just have enough cream so it coated all the Wheaties. And he had his timer, however minutes that he let it sit for a minute, and then he could go out the weeds in that way. 
And, and I think that is important. The way you like your fucking Wheaties is the way, I'm not here to argue with it. That's your, that is your point of like finding your crispy, finding your al dente, finding your thing and having it make sense to you. And, and then being able just to sell to yourself, you know? Unless you're trying to sell to a lot of people, then you need a huge collective, but, <laughs> you know, but uh, other than that, you know, you know, the best anything is the anything you like best, as I say a lot, but. I, um, very, very true thing. So we've got about five minutes before you open the doors. I'm ready. I'm ready. For it. So we got to, we got to, we're going to play a quick game here. Questions, no wrong answers. Ready? <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. Espresso or drip? Espresso. Milk or no milk? No milk. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Bacon or sausage? Sausage. Taco or burrito? Burrito. Chicken or duck? Chicken. Beef or pork? Pork. Hot dog or hamburger? Hamburger. Ketchup or mustard? Mustard. Whole grain or Dijon? <laughs> uh, we have to pick one. I would go, I'm, I'm going to have to go. Um, I'm going to have to go Dijon, I think, oddly enough. I love Dijon. It's, it's got such a punch. I love it. Sashimi nigiri. Uh, sashimi. Pasta noodles. I already know the answer to that one. Pasta. Yeah. Ravioli or dumplings? Fuck. Uh, ravioli. Raw clams or raw oysters? Oysters. Lobster or crab? Crab. Sea urchin caviar. Sea urchin. Meatballs or sausage? Meatballs. Favorite pizza style? Favorite pizza style um, would be um, hybrid. Quail, squab. Quail. Cup or a cone? <laughs> Cup. Chocolate or fruit? Chocolate. Maple syrup or honey? Maple syrup. Favorite candy? Favorite candy. Um, it, it's dark chocolate, just a plain dark fucking mysterious chocolate bar. It's just, uh, yeah, I could go deep into that, but yeah, just a little chocolate, just a corner or two. Favorite fast food? Uh, in and out. Guilty pleasure. Oh fuck! They're all guilty pleasures. <laughs> I love it. Guilty pleasures. Um, what's that one? You're talking about food. 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 What's that one thing that you go and you sneak that you don't want anybody to know about? And it. it that you, um, you know what? I, I will say this. I will say this. So it won't be as punchy an answer, but it, like back in the day, it would have been like. Um, like ruffles potato chips with onion dip. It, it, uh, I mean, it, that's full on. I mean, that was kryptonite back in the day, you know? Because <laughs> even if you went to somebody's house and the food was suspect, but they had, you know, like it was shitty party food, whatever, but if they had some chips and dip, it was like, you just get some sour cream that's not spoiled and just <laughs> take this little thing and mix it and it will taste exactly like the one your mom made. And like, holy shit. So it would be, yeah, probably, uh, <clears throat> Ruffles and um, uh, you know, um, 
a whole milk sour cream, uh, Laura Scudders, or one of those kind of uh, French onion dip. Um, and it will be it will be French onion dip over uh, the green one, the green garden. It'll be French onion dip. Red wine, white wine. This might surprise you, but uh, I've been drinking a lot of white wine lately. I think white right now. I'm a white wine. When I drank, I was white wine. Uh, champagne or Lambrusco? Lambrusco. I miss I miss Lambrusco. Dark beer, light beer. Light. Last one. This is it. Rapa or Amaro? Amaro. There you have it, guys. That's Chris Bianco. For better or worse, we did it, brother. <laughs> well, I will tell you this. It was a joyous romp through psychosis. And um, and it was always uh, beautiful to see your face. Um, I'll not be seeing you soon. I love you. And uh, thank you for everybody out there for putting up with us. And remember, uh, poor Chris will not have the comfort of editing. So he'll be forced listening to um, my <laughs> mental uh, uh, confusion now. But. So guys, if you want to check it out, Chris will be opening uh, next door to the pizzeria yeah. in LA, right? It's Caddy Corner, yeah, right? Yeah, it's just right around the corner right here. I'm looking at it. Um, Pane Bianco right by the pizzeria. So we'll have a little, um, you know, kind of grab and go slices, New York stuff, our focaccia sandwiches. And then here where we are now, the pizzeria, um, we'll have, uh, you know, see that? Yeah. Um, we'll have uh, our, just our classic six wood fires, our antipasti, charcuterie. We're gonna do one pasta here, I think in town. And we're going to do one protein, like chicken gattatori or scarpiello or something, you know, just, uh, you know, for the people. And uh, and that's it, man. That's it. That's what we're doing. And other than that, just missing you and, and love to you and the family. And uh, and uh, we'll see you not soon enough. For right. sure. I'm looking forward to coming and playing in the kitchen with you. Amen. Anytime, brother. There's always, always an April to you.